welcome back to another episode of Paths Back to You, and I am your host, Dia. In the last episode, we talked about shadow work, why we must examine, embrace, and integrate all aspects of ourselves so that we can live in the full expression of who we are. This week, I wanted to talk about victimhood to empowerment. This is a topic that resonates deeply and very personally with me. As I had to go through this um, learning, uncovering, understanding, and in fact, I'm still working through this all the time. So I will be sharing my personal stories and anecdotes with you today. Just as a disclaimer, I'm comfortable discussing my personal philosophies and ideas, but I'm actually quite private when it comes to some of the other personal stuff, but I really wanted to use my own stories and examples today because they're going to be more concrete and, you know, realistic examples of what I'm talking about. So before we begin, I like to always acknowledge that all of us come from different backgrounds and situations. All of us were born and given our own unique set of circumstances and privileges. I cannot speak for someone else, but only for myself. But I sincerely hope that you can take away what you need from today's episode in your very own personal and unique way. So what is victimhood? This is what victimhood looked like for me. I didn't grow up with both parents. I didn't feel that I received the love or care that a child or any child should have gotten. Victimhood for me looked like growing up with a single parent, moving to a foreign country where I knew no one nor even know how to speak the language um, at a very young age, turbulent relationship between parents or a step-parent, the sense of being completely out of control and helpless when I was a teenager. It also looked like growing up in a culture that valued boys over girls simply because they're boys. And uh, it also looked like moving around so much, never having the chance to establish long-term friendships. So as you can see, um, turning all of this victimhood mentality and into the adulthood, I had a lot of insecurities that dealt with feeling neglected, unwanted, unloved, lonely, helpless, abandoned, a whole lot of different things. Now, everyone will have their own version of victimhood, and I hope that we show up today with the awareness that no one is here to compare anyone's misfortunes or circumstances to another person's, and to all be compassionate for one another instead of using scales to measure pain or suffering. We're all human beings, and we're all very capable of experiencing ecstatic joy and the darkest, seemingly most unforgivable trauma. I want to take a moment and also acknowledge anyone who's listening and your pain. No matter what form or shape or package it comes in, your experiences and your feelings are very valid. So I used to blame my circumstances a lot. What happened to me seemed like this enemy that I was too powerless to fight, even transitioning into adulthood. And when I felt personally attacked or hurt by somebody, I retreated to those corners of that victimhood narrative. Not only did I drown myself in a spiral of how nothing ever works in my favor, everything sucks, I also, I think, flaunted my suffering to others in a way. Probably I was seeking sympathy and perhaps even pity. 
When my fears of abandonment and insecurity were triggered, I would make a scene with whomever I was dealing with immediately, either out loud or in my head, jumping into this whole narrative of, oh, I'm never going to be good enough for somebody to want to stay. No one will love me enough to have my back. Now, if you think I'm criticizing that version of myself, you're wrong. I probably did at one point. Um... And even though I can pull myself out of these narratives a lot easier these days, I won't lie, I still go there sometimes. But no, I don't judge her or me. I thank her. I honor her. And if she hadn't gone to those depths of despair, I wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't be who I am today. So many spiritual teachers perhaps all share stories of victimhood and suffering on some level. Except now I think that instead of feeling powerlessness, They've come to find and understand that it is precisely those lowest of lows that propelled many of them on the quest to seeking something else, something more, something beyond and within at the same time, something that holds more truth than living in a cycle of suffering. Of course, not everyone began the search because they were propelled by pain. Some of us are just naturally curious, and some of us may have been born into this world with a special kind of old soul and a kind of knowing. So what is empowerment? I have had some trouble lately trying to really digest and absorb this idea that each of us chose this life, this body, and this experience. And I won't ever, ever try to convince or preach anybody to believe this There are certainly so much suffering and injustices in this world that I would completely understand um, if there's no way you would believe that you chose it or believe that someone else chose their special circumstances. Is this the ultimate truth that we've chosen this life, this experience, these parents, this set of circumstances? I don't know. Have I always believed this? No, I have not. But for now, I believe this to be my truth. And I'll tell you a little bit more later. But I have had the privilege to dig through layers of victimhood and slowly but surely turning them into empowerment and gratitude. So I think that empowerment is a lot of things, but some of them are believing that I'm not a victim of circumstance, that life events ultimately unfold for me and never against me, even though sometimes it's hard to see that until five, 10 years down the road. And sometimes many of us can never recognize why. Um, Empowerment is beginning to acknowledge all the shadow sides that I've stuffed or repressed deep into my subconscious and working with them to step more fully into alignment. Empowerment is believing we are co-creating with the universe and this lifetime. Empowerment is not giving away my personal power because I somehow believe that happiness can only be found in someone else or with someone else. I've realized that the more effort and time that we spend on digging, uncovering, learning, embracing, and evolving, the better that we or I can show up for everyone in my life and the better that I can shift more easily and quickly into responding with curiosity instead of reacting with anger and the better that I can not judge someone's interaction with me because I essentially don't know their story. Also, the better I can show up every day with much more compassion and patience. I'm still practicing and learning what I'm preaching every day. But again, I've said this before, 
the willingness in each of us to commit ourselves to expanding and deepening our awareness and our understanding is the best promise and the first promise that we can make. So here's how I've turned some of my victimhood narratives into empowerment and gratitude. I remember as a little kid, I would get really mad at my parents and at the world. I'm sure this is relatable for many of you listening. They might have been, or rather they were absent in some way, and I felt unseen, um, unimportant, uncared for, and I blamed them because I thought, hey, I didn't choose to come into this life. I was thrown into this whirlwind of conflict and drama that I didn't choose. I don't see it that way anymore, but I did for the longest. I now firmly believe that I did choose all of my circumstances. I chose my parents. I chose my culture, etc., etc. So my parents divorced when I was very young and I was so sad. I prayed and I begged every single day for them to get back together and I dreamed about it every single night. But I see now that if they had stayed together, I would have never come to the United States. Um, I would have never had all the amazing opportunities that I've had. I essentially wouldn't be who I am today. My thoughts, my personality, the way that I do things, view the world, I wouldn't be me. I am grateful uh, to my inner child, even though she still acts out oftentimes and I do feel now more love and compassion for her. It's definitely not to say that acting out is the best way to react. Not at all. But these days I try to reserve my judgments. It is because of that child that felt so hopeless and helpless that carry the weight of the bricks that built the person I am today. And I truly see that it is because I never felt like I could rely on anyone that it guided me down this road, this very long road, but ultimately to learning about self-love and to appreciate solitude and find joy in being independent. And it is because we moved around so much, you know, at such young age that I can adapt to my environment so quickly. I used to hate moving because it meant leaving friends and I hated my mom for it and I felt so helpless. But now I see it is because of this that I can adapt to environment so quickly. I can, I'm comfortable talking to people from different walks of life. I can think and act on my feet without panicking and I'm always ready to find new ways and different ways to solve any problems that come up. So those are just a few examples of how I've turned some of my victim narratives into things that I now feel immense gratitude for. Things that empower my self-worth and my capabilities to lead a life that I want. Much like shadow work, this may not come fast or easy and definitely not naturally for most of us. And some narratives will be so much easier to transform than other ones. There may be some that we're not even aware of and there might just be some that we're not ready to look at yet. And that's okay. When challenges and obstacles keep turning up at our door, they're just mirrors that force us to look. And there are also opportunities to help us discover more when we are ready. There are patterns in our everyday interactions and within our relationships with people. There are synchronicities that show up if we paid a bit more attention. All of it asking us to turn a piece of that dark narrative that's kept us stuck 
and somehow turning it into gold, something that's going to add to our growth, expansion, understanding, and connect us deeper to who we really are. I don't know about you, but I'm someone that's always walked a fine line between gratitude, optimism, and just spiraling into an endless pit of sadness and hopelessness. I'm not being dramatic. I've always felt this layer of melancholy surround me since I was a child. But I have consciously made the choice to no longer walk on that line anymore. Have you, um, have you guys ever noticed what your body feels like when you're angry? There's this tightness, tension, and it could show up in different parts of your body. Most likely it's in the chest or in the pit of your stomach, but it's a very, very tight and closed feeling. And it's also very heavy, carries a lot of heaviness. And I don't want that. (laughs) I simply don't want that to be my automatic response anymore. And maybe you don't either. Neuroplasticity is a very real thing. We very much have the ability and the power to rewire the automatic programming on a physiological level. It's not easy, at least I think for most of us, but it's 100% possible. And awareness is the first key. There is always a moment in which we have a choice to make. Sometimes our emotions are so strong that it washes over us and we don't even notice the moment, but it is there. I talked about this in a previous episode. So my automatic programming when I feel hurt is to defend and attack. And trust me, it's not pretty. So this one incident, luckily because I had just finished reading a very helpful book, I was in the middle of a moment where I noticed I had a choice. And before this, it rarely happened. I just sort of let my emotions take over. But in this moment, I noticed that there was a pause And in front of me, there were two possibilities, exploding into rage and feeling like a victim or choosing to let the emotions wash over me and letting them flow. I know it sounds so woo-woo and hard to grasp, perhaps, but it's really about just not attaching any more of yourself to whatever you're feeling. Don't put any more fuel to the fire, so to speak. And I couldn't believe it. My anger dissipated. It was like there's a scary storm and clouds that are right outside your door. You know there's going to be an inevitable downpour. But all of a sudden, a wind blows through, the clouds moved away, and the sun just came through again. It happened that fast. But in that moment, I realized there was a conscious pause for me to choose which way I was going to go. And for the first time, (laughs) I chose not to feed into that narrative in my ego. So yes, that's the point of the story. There is always a moment to choose and the key is to start practicing catching that moment. It's really hard. I'll be the one to say it. But if we all can, try and see the next challenge or the next argument that's developing as a fun opportunity to practice. I think even just the mere switch of that narrative will immediately take you out of the helpless victim into that empowered student or observer. So once I transformed some of my major mommy-daddy issues from those victim narratives into empowered gratitude, I was able to let go of a lot of blame. 
I was able to say, yes, I have had issues as an adult in these areas of life due to those circumstances, but that is not the end all be all. I have now recognized that I am empowered to change the outcome of those circumstances. I no longer wish or allow them to dictate the path I'm on or the kind of relationships I build. And it's both scary and kind of funny, but trust this, if we don't transform those narratives, we will keep inviting the same types of energy and circumstances and experiences into our lives until we begin to shift out of them. Gratitude is a great practice. If you just want to tap into it today, right now, in a small and non-threatening way, just to start, if you ever find yourself spiraling down into the narratives of victimhood or self-pity or, you know, worst case scenarios, take a moment and first honor those feelings and then allow them to pass on through. And then, if possible, either with your phone or pen to paper, just start writing things you're grateful for. This simple practice can start helping you catch your current programmed reactions and not only helping you become aware of those programmed reactions, but also busting out those thoughts and feelings of gratitude. We are consciously rewiring our neural connections, teaching our brain to stop following that same path of self-destructive thoughts, to choose empowerment and gratitude instead, so that eventually... This will become a natural unconscious step or a way of thought. It will become our natural programming and replace the old programming. And if this sounds too much like a band-aid, and believe me, I still think that there's much work to do beyond, you know, feeling grateful and practicing gratitude, but just a simple practice will leak into other areas of your life. And maybe you won't even realize it until it hits you like a light bulb one day. I believe that we could all be on our way to rewriting our old narratives and beginning to create our most empowered and joyful reality with gratitude and trust. You're also powerful and don't ever forget it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I would really appreciate it if you shared this podcast with friends, family, and anyone you think might enjoy these kind of topics. And if you have the time, a positive rating or review helps as well. Um, You can find us on Facebook. We have a group called Paths Back to You. And on Instagram, it's at paths underscore back to you. So that's P-A-T-H-S underscore back to you. Shoot over an email if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.